Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about an un-American kind of love? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? Fantastic and fine. How are you? Very sad because SK and Raven oh. are not a thing anymore. Oh my God. Yeah, that article on BuzzFeed kind of <laughs> made me sad today. <laughs> I saw it on People because uh, I that's where I found the two articles we posted in the Discord the other day. And so yeah. People's like, do you want more Love is Blind information? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, People, I do. Yes. And I was like, no, not this one. No, I don't no, want that. not like this. Oh, I was pissed. Like, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm sad. I in, don't in, know why lawyers in the are involved. Way. I know. I don't understand. Like, the article do doesn't do? know. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, they want to have their privacy. So I guess we'll give it to them. But <laughs> I'm going to say that means there was like promises of maybe I will pay for your place while I'm in college. And now like, yeah, or you've made arrangements with me that were like financial and i think yeah there's something the financial thing. involved for sure like oh, they yeah. must have entangled bank accounts or something in preparation to get married something never but ever I get a bank account with a person you're not married with mm. unless you're in business with them like i don't know i'm just sad because i they were still one of my favorites man I yeah i know them. <sighs> such is life you want to hear some more shit sure <laughs> You want to know who's at it again? Who's at it again? Fucking PETA is at it again. Oh, God. Man. What do they want now? Are they throwing soup on paintings? I learned more things about this that will blow your mind. Okay. So first of all, let's, let's start where this story begins. Okay. Sure. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. So by the way, PETA is upset. They're throwing shade because... The God of War has not so kind pet things in it. Okay. Now, I do think I've Atreus's told dog? you. Huh? Is it about Atreus' dog? No. Which is what's okay. interesting. Like, it's nothing you would imagine. All right. So I told you that God of War was kind of like a... Everything sucks for animals in this game. Didn't I tell you that? Yes. Like, there's so many yeah. animals that are going through some shit. Atreus's dog dies. You're fighting a bear at some point. A bear, a bear mom dies, and the cubs are left alone. Like, yeah, this is all like the opening ten minutes, right? Nope, none of that. Won't care about any of that. Okay. I thought it would be this one boss fight, and it involves that animal, but has nothing to do with that boss fight. And is I was it the like, fact that they wear furs? No. Are you fucking ready, dude? <laughs> I guess. Okay, first of all, it's a game. There's yeah. no 
actual animal here. N- no, I. T- Peter needs to chill. Like they need to, they need to fucking chill. They and make this me so is, mad. And this is why I'm gonna fuck you up about this later. You ready? Okay. So first of all, it's because there's a part in the game where uh, Atreus is like sneaking around Helheim, right? So remember the really uh-huh. cold place from part yeah. one. There's a giant dog chained up down there. Well, giant wolf, right? Okay. So giant wolf chained up. So it's chained up in the cold. Nope. That's not why we're mad. Okay. <laughs> See, okay. I Peter gets mad that like Blathers runs a museum of bugs. So I I don't I know, know what Pete is mad about. They're not mad that he's chained up. <laughs> They're mad that he's chained up. With no food or water bowl. So he... Okay. <laughs> they just want like a big old food and water bowl for this guy. Yes. Is there a nearby lake that you can drink want. and eat from? But so here's the thing. This dog is in prison there. He's an eternal uh-huh. being in prison there. He will not starve. He will not die. Okay. okay? <laughs> He's imprisoned there by Odin. The whole premise of this game is Odin is bad. Look at the bad things he's done. So you're just yeah. supposed to go, oh, this dog is chained here and this is sad. I hate Odin more. It's yeah serving its narrative purpose. So Odin's not like, this is my pet dog and I keep him outside and no. here's his food and water. <laughs> no, he has him chained in another realm to be contained. That's solely okay. the purpose is to contain this thing. And Peter don't like it. And they're only mad that there's not fucking a food and water bowl. So they want a PETA version of God of War Ragnarok that will feature oh a food and water bowl in that scene. PETA makes me... And then they're good with everything else. <laughs> Upset. Now, they, here's why... Well, go ahead. They what? They die on every hill. Like, every hill. Except oh, for the ones that matter. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you this then. Oh, my God. It's going to fuck you up, dude. You ready? What? No, they're so mad about that right they're so infuriated about blathers having a bug museum (laughs) having fish in captivity right how dare you and i'm telling Haley this and so she's real big on a certain show and that's how she knew this because i would have never known this i don't watch the show okay but she goes PETA doesn't do anything like that. And I was like, of course they do. I was like, you know about the Animal Crossing thing? She's like, never heard that one. I was like, oh well, God. they're doing this one. She's like, don't know this one. She's like, because I saw them give an award out for the thing you're saying is the problem. What? And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, they gave an award to the Amazon show, The Boys. So you uh, know about The okay. Boys, right? Yeah. The bad superhero show. That's like one of the most edgy, like fucking right on the verge of being two bad tv shows right put that in your fucking mind this show's <laughs> on the verge of being too bad and peter was like yes love you he's so love good what you're doing amazing okay they gave the boys an award for when they killed an octopus on the show oh my god of course of course because it was a digital octopus so therefore it is worthy of an award. But these digital animals who aren't what? dying, what you're fuck? mad about. I uh... now, now, before we even say that, I mean, okay, 
I don't watch the boys. You don't watch the boys. This is our show. We can say this about it. If you watch it and you don't know this part, sorry. Like, I don't care. Okay. The premise of that moment is the octopus is like a character on the show. Like, he's somebody you know. He's somebody you care about. And they okay. force one of the guys to, like, chop off his legs and eat him live. Jesus Christ. And Peter's like, yeah, good job. And they said, well, because it was digital, here's an award. But because there's a digital wolf starving in hell, fuck God of War. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot. He also fucks the octopus, too, by the way. Uh, what? <laughs> this octopus, this digital octopus gets fucked and eaten by somebody on the show. And Peta said, fuck? you guys are a lovely fuck, television show. What is the boys about? What is what? <laughs> It's a bad superhero show. And they, they just sound like bad people. This was, well, yeah, that's the premise. Like, they're bad people who have superpowers. Okay. Superpower to fuck an octopus and then eat it. I guess, like, this was their punishment because, like, that's like a team member of the boys and they fucking eat him. I have so many questions about this octopus. <laughs> Me too. But the they still, like, I... I read the article when they did it and they were like, they could have used a live one, but they didn't. Here's an award. We praise you for, for how well you make this show. Why would it? Why? Why would Peter think like <laughs> they would pay actors to come to the set and be like, hey, guys, as part of your job today, you're going to violate an animal and then chop it up while it's alive and then eat it. Why would Peter think that that would be like a thing? That crosses the minds of anybody in Hollywood. Good job for making it digital, you guys. Good job. Go team. I don't know. But they've awarded people for that. But Animal Crossing is diabolical. Oh, my God. Yeah, here's your Put award that for... that in your fucking brain and live with uh, that from now on. I hate PETA. They stand for all the wrong things. I like, don't understand them. They're so much about like the shock value of it. Yeah, I remember I as a kid being drawn in by the imagery because you had those like they had like a whole ad campaign of like naked celebrities in chains for whatever reason. Okay. And I remember like seeing that as a preteen and being like, look at all these hot celebrities in chains. I'm going to figure out what PETA is. And then I researched PETA and I got into like the whole animal cruelty thing. And th like... They, they do that to drag you in and indoctrinate you as yeah. as a youngin <laughs> and even as an adult, I guess. But yeah, Pete is fucking you, weird. Do you want to hear what Taylor told me about him, though? Please. Did you know that they keep animals in captivity within their headquarters? Of course they fucking do. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say this is like for real, for, but they do keep like they do keep animals like on the grounds but i was like why so they can like do the animal testing that they say is bad to prove to you that it's bad and taylor's like God. i mean kind of <sighs> like we're gonna show you that it's bad form we're gonna fucking put lipstick on all the bunnies look at this <laughs> like you can't do this i don't know that that's real but i do know that they do keep captive animals on premises Peta is so fucked up though what yeah I don't know. They they so they're so contrary to their own beliefs. Sometimes they fascinate me in the I worst don't way. Fucking get it. But yeah, <sighs> like 
As soon as I saw they had a problem with the game, I knew the moment exactly in my mind. And I can't wait for review time because I'm going to tell you this. And you're going to be like, holy fuck. <laughs> and they don't mind that. They don't mind that. Okay. They, they just want dogs to have food and water. That's it. That's all we want, really. Put Put a giant... You know, football stadium-sized water bowl for this giant wolf to have, and we're good. We're golden, you know? Yeah. Okay. And I looked up this, the boy's octopus thing again, and that's, like, the thing. I don't understand it. (laughs) Terrible. anyway. Anyway. I just had to tell you that because, well, first, I just wanted to tell you the bad thing, and then Haley, you know, nuclear... drops on me the fact that they've awarded for worse and it was Peter's literally run by people that don't fucking have a brain it was the best like hypocrite moment that i could ever (laughs) hope for you know yes now for my next bit for my next magic trick okay okay i have to tell you about a show okay a good show i think so I Good. don't expect everybody to be as excited as me. Okay. But I will tell you this. It's a new Netflix competition show. Ooh. So, you know, you brought me, uh, you know, blown away. Yeah. I got to kind of like walk into the world of glass blowing, which is fucking fascinating. It was great. Hell yes. Right? I like all the food ones. I like the baking ones. But like there's so many of those. Yeah. Like, like a new version of that would not entice me, you know? No. Because I even watched the leftover one was like, okay, whatever. We've, we've, I, we've done this plenty. The market is saturated. But now in honor of the show, I would like to crack this though. Okay. Crack it open. I'm just drinking a big giant one. Here we go. Okay. I found a show that personally satisfies a thing that has lived in my brain my whole life. Okay. You ready? Yes. It's a fucking bartending competition show. What? It is a mixology show. Okay. And it is phenomenal. Do they have to come up with the drinks and stuff? So I've only seen two so far because I was like, maybe Taylor might want to watch it. And she was like, I don't care about this at all. (laughs) And that's fine. (laughs) All right. I used to, like, pretend to mix drinks at, like, five years old. I mean, I've always thought that shit was fucking cool, man. And what's bad is I don't know any anything about alcohol. I don't know yeah. any name brands. I don't know what the flavor profiles are. I don't know what would go good together. But I love the idea of, like, mixology stuff. It's fucking fascinating. It's very cool right? stuff. Like, the showmanship of bartenders alone. Okay. This show has nothing to do with the showmanship. It's strictly the creativity side. Okay. So they have these people in there. Of course I don't know these fucking people. Because they're like bigwig bartender owners and stuff. (laughs) All right. And this one lady comes in and goes, yeah, well, you know, when I came into the game, we had, you know, we had like our tequila in the gun and then like fake lime juice. And that's how you bartended. Like you didn't have to do anything. But now (laughs) it's... It's like a culinary approach. Like most bars have a kitchen in them because they have to use culinary techniques to craft these drinks now. Yeah. Mixology is like a whole different animal. Yes. And so the first one, they were just like, hey, we want you to make a margarita. 
It's okay. It's it, it's like the number one ordered cocktail, but we have seen it a million ways. Make it in a way we haven't seen. All right. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? And the things these people fucking come up with, the one that blew me away, this girl was like, okay, so I have like the lime portion of it in like a jello shot kind of thing. So like you eat like a jellied like kind of lime thing and then you yeah. drink this the salt on the rim is just salt foam like like salt she, foam she took like like salt water kind of stuff but like foamed it up and there's a froth on top of the drink and so instead of <laughs> it on the rim you have a salt foam and i was like what a weird way to make that component of the margarita yeah that's bizarre and it was for fan it, it, it was fantastic. One guy, <laughs> he goes, well, what's the number one thing you get when you go to a Mexican restaurant? You get chips and hot sauce, right? So I've incorporated yeah. the chips and hot sauce into the margarita. So my rim is like is like chips and stuff. And I kind of added like a like a hot sauce flair to the drink so that you have it's cute. the margarita and the hot sauce all in one. And they love that one. Then there was a guy who painted a strip of stuff inside the glass and as you drink it starts to wash the strip away and it starts to infuse with the drink over time yeah that's phenomenal that's cool as shit but then there's this one guy he's like i'm the fucking god of mixology like i'm the absolute (laughs) top-notch best person to ever mix drinks ever and they refuse to drink his drink what happened (laughs) did you put a rusty nail in it he puts dry ice in it Oh, no, you can't do that. Well, well, well. So here's the deal. His idea was really cool. He's like, I'm going to take the idea of the margarita, but do the three, the three forms of, um, of like states. Like I'm going to have a solid, I'm going to have a gas version and then a liquid version. Okay. So he like made like all the different states of fucking matter. Where's but the it's plasma like margarita. margarita. Yeah, he couldn't go that hard. So it's a jello shot because apparently making things into jello shots is like the thing in drinks right now because okay. almost everybody does it for every single challenge right now. That's like the thing. Huh. But then he made like a foam, which was like the air portion. But then his liquid portion, he was going to have it bubble like a cauldron. So he puts dry ice in the bottom so that it, you know, does the whole boiling thing. Yeah. And when he presents it he goes i know there's dry ice in it but we have a technique called anchoring the dry ice so there's a method to keep the dry ice fused to the bottom of the glass so that it won't lift up and then get in your drink that that, that makes my spine hurt (laughs) the judge straight up goes but you know if it doesn't work and i get even a pebble in my sip It'll fuse to my esophagus and it yeah. will just spit out carbon dioxide until I die. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and he's like, but but I wouldn't serve it if I didn't have a method for this. But then the lady, so then the lady judge goes, yeah, but if you did it wrong, we die. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, due to the safety hazard, we will not be partaking in your drink. Oh and my God. He was upset. Then they keep going on. And people just have these cool things. One lady in the next challenge put a put a liquid in there with the glass tilted then put apple juice in cuz they had to make uh, like different fruits incorporated into their stuff so hers was apples 
And okay. then she put apple juice over that liquid and then froze it and then put it straight, poured the rest of it in. So over time, a- as it melts, they then fuse and create a whole thing. Like People get so fucking creative technology with Technology with, with drinks, though. <laughs> you know? Beverage technologies. I'm, I'm into it. I'm like super into it. And then they That's had bullshit. to like, they had to smoke some, some drinks, but they were Smoked randomly bev. assigned a way to do it. Okay. And the one lady that went home, she was an Instagram bartender, so she's never bartended oh. for real. <laughs> um, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh <laughs> yeah. She like, she like makes drinks online, you Just know, for fun at home. Okay. Yeah, so they they said yours is a drink I've had like eight million times, and I was like, well, yeah, because she's Instagram. She's gonna make the basic thing that all people would like and see, you know. Yeah. So she's used to that, but when they had to smoke the glasses, one dude had to smoke using a cloche. Oh yeah. One person had to smoke using a decanter, and then hers was to actually like smoke the glass itself. What? And you just like that. That was your random problem to the assignment. So you have to like be familiar with the technique to not fuck up your drink. And I was like, but people know these things. And that's fascinating to me. <laughs> like, why do you know these things? But I mean, they're bartenders. That's, so they should that's know. That's cool. What's it called? Um, drink Masters. Drink Masters. They're 40 minutes a piece. Like they're long. Whoa. Big and then competition shows. And then I was like, well, as you get further on, there's less people. Surely they would shorten. They are 40 minutes for every single one. Dang. But I think you would like this because I think you like it when they kind of fuck with the people too and give them like a challenge <laughs> that's like a little too hard. Yeah. So for the next one, when they did their uh, lip sync for your life kind of thing, <laughs> they had to make a drink, but they took all of their bartending tools from them. Oh, my God. So you had to just, like... So this dude found, like, a mason jar and, like, a big strainer to, like, shake and, like, mix <laughs> his stuff with. And they're, like, chopping stuff with, like, the backs of spoons. And, like, oh, they... no. They had to use, like, whatever they could just gather to make this beverage. <laughs> this cocktail is hand-smashed. I mean, this one guy was so nervous. Like, his hands were shaking so bad. Oh, it looks intense. And it's one of the higher prizes that I've heard. Like, they get $100,000 or something. God damn. Is like, it like a gauntlet style show? Like, it starts at 16 and goes down to one or whatever? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, I, I don't know thinking, how like, many it started with, but it's definitely one person leaves per show. That's wild. I was thinking it was like, there are four people and then one winner and that's it, like, chopped. No. This is huh. a whole beginning to end competition, like, blown away style. God damn. But there's no, like, because, like, blown away, you got put in, like, this prestigious museum. You got an internship. And this is just, like, we're just going to throw you a fuck ton of money. Okay. They don't get you, like, a job bartending at a really cool bar in New York City or something? All these people are, like, from good things. And they're all, like, absolute masters of the field from their region of the countries and shit. Oh, shit. Like, this one dude is from Canada. And he's, he is, like... He's known like people know about his drinks. And I was like, I don't know you because <laughs> I don't drink <laughs> like that. You know, like I drink Dr. Yeah. Peppers. I know those people. Sure. But I love bartending stuff. And I think the show is it's cool to see things that other people have just poured. I think we said that for blown away. Like these people have poured so much time 
and knowledge yeah. and practice into this craft. It's cool to see masters yes. fucking showcase shit. I love that. Just like seeing a master in any kind of craft just show their skills. Like, this is what I have. This is my creativity. Here's the thing I've made. Because, dude, one guy made his cocktail glow in the dark. What? <laughs> That's cool. And I was like, why do you know this? <laughs> like, why like, do you do this? How? Like, you've done this, you know? Yeah. It's fascinating. I think it's phenomenal. I know that most people don't care about mixing stuff, but if you're into that at all, or just like competition shows, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good time. All right. Maybe Again, I'm only out. two in. I think there's like 12. Wow. Like okay. it's, a, it's a fucking long one. Just one season so far? Just one. I mean, it like just came out like a couple okay. days is ago. It, is it like a Netflix original, you said? Mm-hmm. All right. Because, you know, they're all about their 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 competition shows. They do love competition they shows. They sure do. I keep getting recommended that stupid chocolate guy. And I can't, I, I cannot watch chocolate guy the because chocolate I get mad. chocolate guy? Yeah. The chocolate guy, have you seen him on like Instagram, TikTok? He no. makes like a fucking gorilla out of chocolate, and you're like, "That's no. gor- you've never what? seen this dude, chocolate a guy." Chocolate guy. <laughs> I want to see a chocolate guy. I'm gonna have to send you videos of him because everything he makes looks so like it's a work of fucking art, and it's also a work of baked craft. Like you know how some people will make a cake out of fondant, and it looks pretty, yeah. but it tastes like fondant. This guy is making like divine, beautiful, elegant chocolate i mean and it's just like perfectly baked stuff i just and typed in chocolate guy and i got chocolate gorilla yes <laughs> like okay that's gotta be him <laughs> that's I've him never heard of this guy i don't even know what his name is he's just chocolate guy like he's all over social media i can't say his name because it's french uh marie Guichon. i don't know italian <laughs> i don't know he's something <laughs> it's him and then the the fish from spongebob <laughs> look at this that's what cho- i know look at Look at this chocolate lion. What? Yeah, dude. He makes like ridiculous stuff. And that video that you're looking yeah, at the chocolate lion, this. that's from June 2021. So he is now like 18 months more advanced <clears throat> in his craft. That that lion's hideous. <laughs> um, Kelsey, it looks like a grown man just like bent over. It's <laughs> real weird. Let me get let me get a fucking screenshot of this for you. Please. Let me let me snag this. Okay, so this dude hosts on Netflix something called School of Chocolate. And Netflix is like, please watch this. And I'm like, please get it away from me. <sighs> I would watch it. Look it at looks these fucking ew. thighs, dude. <laughs> I hate this. Lion. This is not okay. No. The face looks great. Everything else is like, what if you described a lion to an alien? Like... And they had to recreate it based on your description alone. Those back legs look like arms. Yeah. Like, like the, I see the shoulders whole, and arms. The taint area is really doing it for me. <laughs> it's the taint for me. I hate that. Why is he so skinny for the gut? I don't know. But like jacked everywhere else. <laughs> the ribs. I, I can't. I can't look at this line anymore. Okay, good. Uh, look forward to this on instagram everybody yeah god anyway (laughs) okay so we talked last time quite a bit about twitter and how 
the fact that it's going away makes me so fucking sad because we're losing so much history as a human society. Yeah. And it has changed the way that I think about digital media in general. Like I'm becoming more anti-cloud as I think about this problem. And it's permanently changed the way I think about Instagram. Because I always thought of Instagram as like a place I'm storing my photos as kind of my photo album that I'll just have forever. And it's not going to be there forever. Like we have seen Twitter over the course of a week, two weeks. I don't even know at this point, just slowly explode and implode and re-explode. And if that were to happen to Instagram, like I would lose a lot of photos, a lot of memories. So I decided to just become an old person and start, physically printing photos and i'm gonna have physical photo books in my home because okay that's wild that's not where (laughs) i thought you were gonna go i thought you were gonna go the route of me where this phone has an sd card in it with every photo i've had since i've gotten a phone yeah so mine go to the google cloud or whatever like google storage yeah because i have a pixel this is saved on a thing that i can hold yeah, but what if you but it can accidentally fail. step on it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not step on it. I would. I don't know, but I worry now, like that. I have, I just have memories and photos that I don't always have a guaranteed access to. Yeah. And what if I, I don't know, want to look at my cats twenty years in the future? I don't have these cats anymore. <laughs> like I'm gonna need yeah. a place to go for that. So I'm gonna start physically printing some photos not all my photos just some that are like really good some exceptional photos and i'm just going to keep a little book and be like this is my book of photos i'm going to have a photo album like an old person i mean that's not really an old person thing it kind of is i don't know any young person with a photo album yeah because nobody cares about photos anymore they they take them and (laughs) dump them like they don't they're on to the next thing do you do that I mean, I don't take photos though. Like, Man, I don't. I, I don't take a lot of photos. The thing I take yeah. photos of the most is animals. I take yeah. zero photos of me, and I only take photos of Taylor when she's asleep. And I go <laughs> and like you know, like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. But I mean, I don't know. There was no cloud when they were doing photos. Like that's how you remembered anybody. Right day and age like people evolve and people have evolved now to just take five million photos today but only one of them's really going to be remembered you know yeah and they put that on instagram and you forget that it ever happened and i'm gonna yeah. not do that anymore because it freaks me out thinking that like one day i could just not have all the memories of photos of vacations i took like my honeymoon i won't have that anymore like i need to print these photos they need to be somewhere physical so i can have them <laughs> see I find it so interesting that, like, this is just now coming to you. Because I'm going to throw another aspect into it for you. Okay. Because this is a thing that I read a long time ago. It was, uh, especially for you, being the journalism person that you are, Mm -hmm. most publications are just online. Like, there's no newspapers. You have, like, the New York Post online. So, I remember reading a Game Informer article back in the day because I said that that's where a lot of my news came from, right? And right. they were saying, you know, you can go like microfish an old newspaper story or you can go look up an old magazine thing. But what's going to happen in the future for 
articles and publications that have existed digital. There is no place that those will ever be backed up. And there's a whole like reporting of journalism that will disappear Ugh. as well one day. I hate that a lot. I've never thought about that. That's why I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> yeah, because Game Informer was leaving their magazine and doing more online only. And so somebody right. did like a editorial thing that was like, we need the magazine. We need the newspaper. Yeah. Because when you want to research an event that happened 100 years ago, where do you go? An old publication. Where are you going to yeah. go 100 years from now? If GameInformer.com doesn't exist, where are you going to see the time? I mean, I'm making this one up now just to put in there, but... Where where else are you going to learn about the time that Gearbox head Randy Pitchford left his magical porn <laughs> stick at Medieval oh Times? Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> like, where else are you going to learn that? There's That won't yeah. exist anywhere. It's so weird to think that we're in, like, this strange digital age that can be taken down, as we've seen, by one bad human making several bad decisions. Like, I think Twitter that was the whole is thing. going... We had totally the good intentions. Off. Yeah. But was that really sustainable? Yeah. It feels it feels like we're right on the verge of like a Library of Alexandria event. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. everything's going to just crash and burn. And what will we do? Start over? Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you. Okay. Totally unrelated, but very related, like at the same time. Okay. Because you're an art person, and I watched a TikTok, and I need to know this from you, because you okay. would know. This guy was going over marble carvings. Uh-huh. And he was discussing, like, look at this. He's like, do you see the detail? Mm -hmm. And he was like, people can't recreate this today. What techniques were did they know that got lost that we cannot even replicate this today? Yeah. And I was like, is that real? Because he, like, showed one marble thing of a lady, and the marble looks like you're looking through a veil, like you're looking yes. through something sheer to her face. And yeah. he's like, we can't do that today. He's like, there are artists today that we don't know how to do that. We can't make this today. Yeah, like, legit, there's techniques and stuff that was just passed down verbally, and those techniques are fucking lost. Because, like, artists were teaching their apprentices, and then the apprentices were teaching their apprentices, yeah. and the techniques died with the artists. Because I have thought about this while watching like the walking dead i mean do you realize how much we take for granted the stupid engineering things that we make like the stupid things you can just get on amazon right now that serves one tiny functional like one tiny purpose right somebody knows how to just design that type of thing but if we get into mm -hmm. like an apocalypse type place and we try to relearn it how long is it going to take to be able to that we easily yeah. make this today but someone's gonna have to figure out all the processes that led to being able to know that much to easily make that type of thing. Yeah. Like if, if we had some kind of mass world event, God willing and the Creek don't fucking rise. If we had some kind of mass world event, wherein like 90% of the population died, the people left would have to learn to recreate like the cell phone, <laughs> the <Yeah>. vaccine. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of just, stuff that i'm sure it's written down somewhere right it's got to be written down somewhere but, but like who's gonna understand it yeah who's gonna bother to like read the policies and procedures and comprehend like oh i put this microchip into that thing and then yeah. boom i have 
a thermometer. I don't know. You fold the cheese in. Fold it in, David. Okay. But what does fold mean? Like, it's going to be that whole thing. Fold it. Yes. It's going to be completely. There's, there's so much that we rely on just as a society. Yes. And it's staggering to think that sometimes we're just like a couple of bad sneezes away from but the end <laughs> do you not think it was designed this way if we think back to like idiocracy and stuff like that and we, and we know we know that the country is purposefully keeping us in a non-educated lower space to not be able to reach the heights of others is this part of the whole thing <sighs> Are we going to get into a capitalism sucks rant right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, is that maybe part of the intent that there's only some people that will be able to, uh, to keep this knowledge that's stored in these places and yeah. everyone else will just lose it. And then just those people sucks to suck. Cause we worked it out to where only we will have this knowledge. Cause how else can you monetize it? How else can you profit? Yeah, man. Knowledge I is power. School it. of Rock. School School of Rock. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock told us knowledge is power a long time ago. Jack Black told me in a dream. We didn't fucking listen, man. Ugh, I can't think about this too long. Let's go to a break. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Jason. And we're the hosts of the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. And we are on a mission to rid the world of Facebook fake instagram ickies and twitter takes and we do this through unfiltered dialogue about faith mental health and uncomfortable conversations and sometimes we talk about really deep and serious topics and sometimes we talk about stupid stuff and make jokes and talk about our lifelong goal of being great at fitness but no matter what we are unfiltered as we talk so we hope that you join us on the have you heard of that cartoon podcast Join us while we deep dive on some artistic wonders and even a few blunders. In our second season, we take you through the shows that made all us 90 kids who we are. From Angry Beavers and Rocco's Modern Life to Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls, we've got you covered. You can listen every other Friday on your favorite podcast app. Find us at That Cartoon Podcast. I'm so glad that we took time to like wait so just so you guys know, we will be doing a review of God of War like in depth. Yeah. But we gave it a month. Recording it November 29th, but it's going to air December 19th. One, so you guys could beat it so it's not so spoilery, but also so I could comprehend it because my thoughts have drastically changed within a week. Wow. Okay. So having a month will be a lot because I've talked before about God of War 3 being like, one of my fucking favorite games of all time. Uh-huh. And I could do like a fucking dissertation on that shit. Yeah. I hated that game when I first played it. Oh my God. <laughs> I thoroughly was unimpressed and left wanting when that was over. Like, I felt bad when it was done. Because I was like, shit, that's kind of sucked. <laughs> and now like I could lead a dissertation and think it's one of like the greatest works that has ever been made by peoples so i need to like i need to soak it in you know yeah i'm glad that you're getting the time to dive into this one and really soak in the baths of kratos i fucking took five days off work and that wasn't enough time to do this game in 
If you enjoyed that bit of the pre-ramble, you can get the full bonus episode by going on over to patreon.com slash ymbtoap and signing up there to be a patron. The patrons are our water in the desert. They quench us. They keep us going. If you want to be the ultimate supporter, you can get yourself some Yemto gear over at the Yemto Apparel store. We got lots of good things over there. We got tote bags. We got coffee mugs. We got shirts. We got sweaters. We got it all. The link to the shop lives in the show notes. And thank you so much to all of our supporters. We love you. We love you. We love you. And now let's get you back to the regularly scheduled content. So I know that we weren't going to get into a capitalist rant, but... <laughs> okay. There's this new type of influencer that's not exactly new, but I think we're seeing so much more of it now that TikTok has become a thing. Okay. And there's a lot of problems that I'm finding with this. So I don't know what they're called. I've been calling them teachfluencers because I, there's not really a good amalgamation okay. of words for it. I don't know. What do you call that? The yeah. moniker? Okay. A single word to describe a teacher influencer. Um, so there was a TikTok that I sent you wherein this woman is talking about um, nutrition to children. Yes. And she's teaching, I think, middle schoolers about like how it's important to have fruits, veggies, proteins, a good variety in your diet so that you can have like balanced diet equals balanced brain equals balanced life. life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you put in your body helps your body put out good stuff. So and... Were you not taught the food pyramid before middle school? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like definitely the food, I mean, the food pyramid has changed anyway. So I don't know what kids are learning these days. I mean, days. yeah, I'm definitely holding on to my version. I know that that is not correct anymore. Yeah. Because, be, because bread was the tent pole and now we hate bread. So. I know. God, <laughs> they were like, eat seven loaves of bread a day and you're going to be healthy. You're going to be a healthy little girl. And I said, you got it. And I eat you bread all the time. You fucking know it. I love my bread and pasta. I can't Google the food pyramid because I'm going to go down a whole rabbit hole. But um, I'll do it because I want to see what it looks like. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the, the teach flu is fluencers. Yes. So... The the people that are like they're they're teaching, they're filming themselves, and usually not their students because that's I think illegal to film minors without their consent and without the consent of their parents. Okay. But um they like film themselves talking to their classes and then they upload that content online. And a lot of these teach <laughs> what is this face? Did you find Sorry. the new food pyramid? <laughs> that's not food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what the so, base of the food pyramid is? Exercise exercise and weight oh control that's not food it no it's not <laughs> is this Sorry. a lifestyle pyramid no the healthy eating pyramid from the department Ugh. of nutrition harvard school of public health like god damn it now i have to look up food pyramid there's a dude in socks on a scale like that's not food <laughs> oh boy howdy i'm looking at the ye old food pyramid that we grew up with where it's like a field of stars and glasses of milk and stalks of broccoli just placed upon yeah, them. Yeah, see, that's what I'm used to is this guy right here. There were only six. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Yeah. Right there. Yep. According to this one, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can't even name that many foods. But then eight for feet, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, teach fluencers. Yes. Um, they're uploading their content online and then yeah, yeah. after it gets online, it gets into the hands of the internet. And what is the internet oh, good for? But fucking in. ruining everything, dude. Yep. So 
we have been talking in the secret discord this week about a whole drama that went down on Twitter for this woman who decided to bring a pot of chili to her neighbors or whatever, because she saw them like struggling. Yeah. And everybody lit her up about like, why would you do that when you don't know their whole situation? It's, it's ableist. And it's like, what does that even mean, dude? I was, I, I I hate the internet right now. Like, is that, (laughs) ableist because you are able to make food and they don't know how to make food so you're just rubbing in their face that you're a good cook like how is I don't it fucking know some people apparently some people apparently compared it to pushing a wheelchair user without their permission and I'm like that doesn't even compare <laughs> yeah like it, this woman went out of her way to do a kind-hearted thing to be a member of a community to make somebody food because she could see that they were going through it. And the internet is like, how dare you? You don't know their dietary preferences. You don't know if they have an allergy, if they're vegan, you don't know anything about them. Why would you do this? And she got bullied offline. Like she, she got like read out the internet. So what do you bet though? Those are the same people that grew up with like the, you know, Oh, well my friend suffered a tragedy. I'll make him a casserole. I bet those yeah. same people do that, though, and that's okay, but that's, like, good old family value stuff, you know? Uh, like, you know they're know. on both sides of that coin as well. Yes. So, that whole situation made me angry. The reason I bring that up is because this teacher in this video was yeah. fired after this video was made. <gasps> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> I didn't think anything special of the video. I wasn't like, what a great message or anything, but I wasn't like damn this lady so the whole comment section is about how dare you talk to kids about nutrition like this what if their families can't afford fruits and vegetables like you're telling these kids that they'll never amount to anything in life because their family can't afford to buy lettuce and that is not the message this woman is spouting at all like yeah at all (laughs) she's just saying like put good things in your body your body will put good things out in the world like she's talking about how your body converts calories to energy and like, yeah, it's important to get fruits and vegetables, but if you can't eat what is good for you, don't rely on only Twinkies, <laughs> like get yeah. something good. And I mean, most schools these days do have programs for kids that are not able to purchase lunches. Yeah. So we'll see. They're required to provide the children with nutrition. Well, yeah, but, that would fight with what she said, though, because she was like, if you have processed foods, no school is going to give you a non-processed food. You know? Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I, I see the points, but sure. she but she didn't say she wasn't elitist about it because no. a lot of people were trying to make it like check your privilege. You know, yes, that that's you can exactly eat. it. Well, I mean, a lot of people. That's a bigger like, issue, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big leap these people are taking. Like, I can see, I can see the problem, but I can't see the bridge to how they got there. You know, like I can, I can understand that people would say not all children are given the equal opportunities by their family's economic situations. Of course, of course. Yeah. But there's no way in hell this teacher was intentionally alienating children and saying you will never be shit because your family can't afford to feed you chicken yeah and see i discussed this with taylor right before we came in because i was like oh yeah i watched this thing what do you think right yeah 
see, that's that's what's really interesting about these online things. Everybody takes a different message because yeah. when I because when I watched it, zero percent did I think about school lunches, poor people not getting to feed their kids food. That's not yeah. the message I took. And then Taylor took a different one. She was like, I just wish that I had a teacher that was willing to say, to just talk to us in this way, to, to like sp- spell out good information. And then she was really stuck on the ending when they do the, the class, like leave your stressors yes. and depressors at the door. All you have to worry about is science. And she was like, if somebody had said that to me when I was in school, I probably would have done better in school. Yeah. She's on like a completely this- different fucking train. <laughs> You know? That's the train that I was on. Like this teacher cares about her students enough to talk to them about such basic things as nutrition and to care about whether or not they're sad or anxious when they come to her class. And they have this little speech they do every single day. You can tell yeah. because the class is reciting it back to her. <laughs> yeah. And so the next video in her TikTok, like immediately after this one is her crying in her car being like, I was fired and I don't know why. But you have to assume it's kind of related to this video because this video is mm-hmm. full of comments all these people being like, you're ableist and shit yeah. about her teaching children about nutrition. One of the comments really broke me because it was just like, how dare you talk diets to children? Yeah. Like, why? Like, this is the age like, you need to start talking about it. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they worded it as like, how dare you talk diets? Like she was saying, like, quit being fat, you little fuckers. She was like, God. she was like, there's healthy food and not so healthy food. And then one guy was yes. like, there is no such thing as healthy and non-healthy food. There's just food. How fucking dare you? And he threw a fit. <sighs> and so like Taylor was like, teacher. that's like a thing. She was like, cause it's all nutrition, but there's yeah. better nutrition. There's, there's better versions of gas for your car. You know, yes. there's like there's three versions They're They're all gas, but one's a better gas, you know? Yeah, if you put fucking diesel in your non-diesel engine, it will die. (laughs) Yeah. There's similarities to be said about the human body. Like, you can't just eat sugar and white bread. There's got to be some variety in there. And this teacher is not saying that you're invalid if you don't eat the right way or the right things. Well, that's where we got with it. Like you said, it gets into the hands of the internet, right? Yeah. Whose comments should we be caring about with this video? To me, I should probably be caring about what a middle schooler says about it. Yes. This message was for middle schoolers. But yes. you know who's commenting on this? Middle-aged 60-year-old people. people. Yeah. Yes. Not the, not the demographic of the message and inserting themselves. This is the whole social justice warrior thing coming God, hardcore again, you know? Yeah. Like, they're going to be offended on behalf of somebody else. This is PETA dying on every hill. Like, these people are the exact same. They will pick a fight with anybody who dares bring up anything that they could possibly find. Just uh, people, there's this new breed of internet user that is not new, I guess, but it's just like more pronounced these days. People that are so easily incensed about nothing at all. And they have yeah. to make it known to everybody like, oh, I am mad about this for this disadvantaged group of people. What are you talking about? These peanut allergy people. How dare you not think about the peanut allergy people? <laughs> like, won't somebody think of the children? 
Yes, it's that over and over again, but to every single group of people. And it's, yeah. it's exhausting. Like, how do you live like this? How do you... Because... Nobody can take a fucking step back or a breath and just think about, like, who is this message intended for? And why am I feeling so angry about it? But isn't that what we talked about when we did... Uh, shit. The fucking... The words. Remember when we did the words? Words what? you can and can't say. Oh, yes. It was, wasn't it like, it's not about the intent. It's about the consequences. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Right like, there. It's that same idea, but now applied to a more hardcore extent that now that phrase is bad. Duh. Because like, when we discussed it with the words, it was, you know, because, you know, you might say something... That would, well, see, we we could tie that into the Halloween costume thing with, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer costumes with people. Like, it's not about oh the God. intent that, you know, it's a popular show on TV because that's the intent. But the right. consequences, people will be reminded and be upset. The same thing with the words. If you use, like, a turn of phrase that was prejudiced against a group of people, like, what's the one? Because I know there were several uh, on there about Native American people. Off like, the reservation. Uh, see, and I'd never heard that one. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. that one, like there's the intent, but then the consequence thing. And so now talking about healthy food, there's the intent, but then the consequence. And so you're, yeah. do we attribute it to the same line of thought as we did with the words? Because that's what these people are basically holding it to, you know? Right. And there was a comment <sighs> in there that hit this great and I loved it. The guy said, well, if you talk about, if you don't teach the kids nutrition, you failed as a teacher. But if you teach the kids nutrition, now you're saying they can't live life right. No matter what you lose. God. Because you either teach the children about the food pyramid to educate them. But if you also educate them, now you're, you know, shitting on the people that can't eat the foods in the pyramid, as you suggest, you know. Yeah. Either way. So the guy's comment saying, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. But we're in this horrible place. We didn't used to have this connectivity. Right. South Park hit it really big for me one time. They have a really, real one of their very first ones. Mm. Uh, it's when like Xmas started becoming really big. Oh my gosh, the war on Christmas. Yeah, you know, you can't say Christmas. You got to say Xmas or Happy Holidays and stuff, right? Yeah. And they do one where they're putting on like the nativity story at the school, like a standard play. A lot of people do. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're holding focus groups to be like, what offends you about it? And one of my favorite parts is like, okay, okay. Uh, is anybody here offended by camel? <laughs> anybody? And this one lady is just like, hmm? just like, not even sure though. Just like, maybe I might be. Yeah. And so they cut it out. So when they hold the play, it's just all of them in black jumpsuits and just like flashing strobing lights. <laughs> and like, it's just this abstract nothingness, you know? Oh my God. Because it can't be anything that these people hated. But then when they go see it, they all hated it because it wasn't what they wanted still. Yes. And you lose Man. lose. I read the funniest post on Tumblr the other day because, yes, I'm on Tumblr. Um, there was a person talking about how they say, hey, happy holidays at work and they work in retail 
and they say it because they have a couple of speech impediments where they can't say R's and they okay. can't say S's. So happy holidays. It's got one S in it and they can Merry just kind Christmas of like, is full of a lot of shit with that then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that also... for this person. Yeah. So this person said that they, uh, they said happy holidays to the customer and the customer was like, you better goddamn say Merry Christmas. This is a Christian nation. And so the person was like, okay, Merry Christmas. And like, <laughs> tried to say Merry Christmas in their way, but then like started to stutter and was like obviously making the customer feel uncomfortable and the customer was like, I'm sorry, I'll walk away and they were like, no, you're going to stand here and listen to me say Merry Christmas. I'm going to get it out. (laughs) So, I mean, there are you you literally can't be right, it feels, in today's society and that feels like such a fucking like boomer ass complainy thing to say, but I feel like we're at the point now we're just people are just mad to be mad. Like there's no yeah. more talking about anything. It's just I'm you said a bad thing and I took it wrong and now I'm pissed and I won't hear your point of view at all. So but I mean this is taught to people. Yes. Like we taught we taught boomers and Karen's that the louder you complain at an establishment, the more just free stuff you can get. Because they've yeah. always been rewarded for it. And yeah. then cancel culture showed up and people would pick somebody to cancel and it would happen. And it's like, oh, we can get the change that we want by doing these things. Like we were rewarding Karens with that behavior and they still do it. We yeah. rewarded cancel culture for what it did. And so they're going to do it. Yeah. Like was we it- create these problems. Was it you or was it Taylor who sent me that really good? I think it was Taylor who sent me. Um, it was a stand up by Eliza Schlesinger, who we both love. Where yeah, she was talking about how um, she got a short haircut and people started calling her like, oh, be careful. Don't go too short. You might become a Karen. And it was about <laughs> the fucking okay. the evolution of the, the Karen cut and what it is to have short hair as a woman. And how that sounds awesome. <laughs> It was a really good look at it. We'll link both these TikToks in the show notes, both of this one okay. with the woman talking about nutrition and Elijah Schlesinger talking about having short hair and being deemed a Karen for it because it really touched my heart <laughs> as a person who has had many lengths of hair in her life. Yeah. But I don't know. All this just to say, God, TikTok fucking sucks as much as any other social media sometimes. I yeah. I hate seeing, like I, I like seeing teach fluencers Partly because it's good to see that there are still people out there. Like most of the people that you see on TikTok being teachers, they're teaching kids about good topics that you don't, that you don't get a whole lot. <laughs> like yeah. us as children, we never really had a teacher talk to us about nutrition in this way, you know? Yeah. At least I personally didn't. Like it was just like, here's a food pyramid. There you go. Get your bread. Be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this just seems like a much more holistic approach to, to health and like how your gut interacts with your brain and all that kind of a stuff. We never got any of that shit. And there's a lot more mental health awareness being brought to kids too, which is nice. Yeah. And I get to see that a lot through teach fluencers. So my teach fluencers are all just doing the millennial quiz. Like I keep getting teachers that just, you know, grill their students and go like, oh, they don't know things that we know. And I'm like, I don't know what a VCR is. (laughs) I mean, this is fine. Like, I've never gotten ones like this until you sent this one to me. 
I get a lot of teachers for whatever reason. I think it's because I followed this like kindergarten art teacher who just was so she was a fucking ray of sunshine. And so I started to get a lot of like teachers in my feed. But yeah, I just think it sucks that teachers, they're like the first line of defense for kids, you know, like, yeah, you spend so much fucking time at school to have good teachers is so important. And now that teachers are kind of almost forced to monetize themselves on TikTok because this whole, I mean, teaching doesn't pay enough and getting on TikTok will help you get more money so you can get more supplies for your students or you can get more visibility for your curriculum and just watching this new breed of influencer crop up has been both a breath of fresh air and extremely sad because I know that teachers are now the subject of much more scrutiny. Yeah. Because you said that, uh, do you remember Mr. Hamilton from, he's, he's a TikTok guy. He, has like red hair and a red beard and he sings a bunch of songs and stuff and he does it's either like why are you up guy or is that a different guy here let me let me show you his face real quick yeah like do you remember this guy vaguely okay he was a teacher and he actually quit teaching to pursue tiktok full-time because it made more money wow like that hits it right on the head (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) like his whole tiktok was all the things that he did for his students and look, he may have gotten back to it, Mm. but like he was a teacher, but he quit teaching because this was more profitable. Yeah. Like, why would you not go where the money is? That's the society that we're living in today. Like to be an influencer who (laughs) talks about their job and makes more money than their job doing that. And teaching is such a fucking important job. It, it makes me so sad <laughs> to think about the fucking state of teaching in this country. Yeah, I mean, I see. I talk about this as much as I can. I feel like I have to throw it in one more time. I'm, okay, so I mean, we're taught to a test. Like, we know that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. we're taught to pass standardized tests. And we are one of the worst performing countries at it anyway. Yeah. But we also don't, like, we should be teaching not facts. We shouldn't just be teaching facts. Anyone could go look up a fact and boom, you have it. You should be yeah. teaching thinking or learning. Like, actual learning. That's not the same as reciting a fact back to me, you know? Right. And the biggest one I can remember, because I saw this happen in real life, and I know I've told you, and I'm going to tell everybody again, because I love to talk about it, because it's... It, it scares the shit out of me. It, it truly okay. scares me. I had a person at my job. Their daughter was in high school. High school. This is like as close to an adult as you can get without your eyes getting wet and paying taxes. Okay? <laughs> okay. And they were told to read the diary of Anne Frank. Oh, my God. So yes. she went to the library, checked out the book, read the book, did the report, And the teacher got pissed at her because she knew a moment of the book. She's like, how do you know this? How do you, how do you know this part of the book? She's like, cause I read it. And they're like, well, what version did you read? And she's like, I went to the library. Like I went to a public free library instead of buying the book. And they went, we school provided these books and they supplied an abridged one that cut the fact of the Holocaust out of the Anne Frank fucking book. Because you can't know that in relation to... 
That's what that whole book is about, my dude. It's literally the whole the whole situation in history that that book is taking place in. And they fucking failed her report because she read <laughs> the wrong book, but she knows more than everyone else now. If that happened to my kid, I would riot. I would I would move right beyond stern letters and emails and I would start throwing Molotovs. I would be so mad. I hate homeschooling. I think it's kind of weird. It it doesn't teach the social part. Yes. But I'd almost rather you at least have a fucking level head on your shoulders and you know true yeah. world knowledge than know Truly. how to talk to somebody. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> So there's so many things wrong with the school curriculum in America, like sex ed, the complete lack of it. Yeah. You don't learn about it. Like there's one day in fifth grade where they take you aside and they're like, boys have a penis. And that's, that's it. <laughs> that's the whole sex ed. I feel like I got really lucky because I like had it early. I had one in middle school and then our health class in high school was very in depth as well. Like I kind of had it three really? times. Yeah. I don't think I took health in high school because that was an elective, right? I think so. But guess what? They also went into nutrition. Like this <laughs> class, I learned a lot of that shit in health yeah. class. Because health class was just like your full on health and how your body like it was fully how your body operates as a unit on the planet. Yeah. Which included sex ed and babies and stuff. And so we talked about that a lot. And of course everybody giggled and i'm in high i mean we were in high school and still it's like oh yeah. we've never heard this word you know <laughs> but like i feel like i had it so much and then taylor said she never had any type of nutrition thing and now here you are saying it too and you and i are literally kind of from the same idea yeah we went to the same like grade school middle school and high school i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> and we had vastly different experiences. I, I wonder why that is. I think that's because in middle school, we had like the two different teams. We had like the whole like, you're separated because you're meteors and you're comets. Meteors and, and comets. Yeah. You're lions and tigers and <laughs> lions bears. Lions and eagles. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I guess like one of them got, maybe they got like different curriculums almost. I don't think so. That would have been horrible. Like a social experiment. Let's teach these kids about their bodies and let's not teach these kids. And then in 10 years, we'll check in on them. I don't know. Maybe I just blocked it out. Who fucking knows? Well, you're probably in class with a bunch of... I mean, I remember the people around our age group, and they probably would not be fun to learn that shit with. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I I knew that what we went to discuss about the teach fluencers was not going to be what you brought up, because that topic is humongous. Yeah. But, yeah, I would like to see better teacher videos on my tiktok yeah and instead of what well, yeah i mean for real like what's a vcr i don't know and then they just fucking oh, laugh and i I'm can't like, believe okay. it yeah yeah i'm tired of seeing those like i i would watch more of this style but well they'll all get fired and then i'll never see one again so yeah well this woman she, so she got fired and now she has a podcast so i guess go follow her her name is maddie richardson yeah let's do that well, you want to go subscribe to the podcast? Learn I a whole suppose. bunch of nutrition? <laughs> yeah. If you loved this episode, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way that we can get Yimtope into a brand of fresh new ears like your own. We release weekly every single Monday. That is the Yimtope guarantee. We have never missed a Monday in 
three years go in. That is a Never lot of times. It. Never gonna do it. Okay. Never. I want you to like go to your podcast thing, look up the number of this show that you're listening to right now that you hear me saying this. This is like 196, okay? That's 196 Mondays in a row that we've been there. Process that and go, holy shit, they're not kidding. (laughs) It's a (laughs) lot, man. Uh, And look forward to 196 more. We will be there. And if you want to talk to us about anything that we discussed today, maybe you can check us out on Twitter. That's still up in the air. Twitter 2.0 is... Uh, tomorrow? Really? Yeah, that's uh, the 29th, so... Oh, boy. Like, if you're listening to this on the Monday it came out, tomorrow we find out if Twitter 2.0 destroys the world, or if it's phenomenal. I don't know. I joined Hive for no reason. I'm there. Uh, I don't see. I know what to do with it, but... Part of me, I'm, I'm on this fucking diatribe right now of social media stinking up the whole area that i live in i've been trying to like <laughs> release twitter and just let it go and Dude. now that hive is a thing part of me is like i should go lock down the username because like what if somebody else takes it Who who's gonna take it just me nobody yeah. but like <sighs> i only did I'm it so... because i was the last one of our friend group to get on twitter and i didn't want to be the last one again <laughs> so i was like second man yeah, I'm I'm so on the fence about it. Like if y'all if y'all have an opinion on Hive, convince me. I don't know. Get me on Hive or don't. Let me know what you think of it. But don't give Kelsey Hives. That's please that's, that's for the bad. love of God. That's done. We're <laughs> done with Hives. I will say I mean, I know I'm saying to go to Twitter. I won't lie though. I don't use a lot of social medias and I have a lot less headaches. Then a lot yeah. of people that use it because I'm not seeing the bullshit most of the time. Yeah. I, I just live in my brain. I would love to do that. I would love to just live in my own brain. Maybe just take a break and live yeah. in live in Kelsey's world for a while. It it's a you know that that's the best cleanse is to just like <laughs> get away from social media for a bit. Yes. Just go get I into some swatter and live there for a while and then oh come God. back, you know. Yeah. Just go live in a game. But if you do want to get on Twitter, if it's still around, come tell us what you think about the teach influencers. Tell us what you think about the state of social media and the whole point fingers at every little thing that gets said. Do you think it's valid? Do you think there is a point to it? Because it's always good to have a critique. Do you think sometimes we just take it too far? Give us your two cents on the whole I'm going to say the comment aspect of social media because it's really the comments that is what this is. It's never the post. It's the comments that follow every time. I mean, often it is the post too, though. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Depends on where you go. Uh, But if you want to just talk to us just directly, you don't really want the comments section. You can always come check us out at the secret discord that is part of our Patreon tiers. You can drop to the... We'll start at the lowest possible tier. That is $2 a month. And you get a Discord with not bad comments, man. We have fun. We have a great community. We foster a healthy space. Just If you want to talk about something hard, come talk there. There's no judgment. Just only listening, support, other takes on it. I mean, that's what we do. We foster a 
communication space. This is definitely not yes. a point finger space. We don't do that. We're not about no, that. It's it's a really good space, you guys. I can't I can't tell you how much I love our secret Discord. Just with my emotional crutch sometimes. I need you guys and I love you guys. Because anytime it gets too serious, you know a funny meme will slide right in to break the tension. So <laughs> it's a great place. It's very and, true. And with that, again, we just love all you patrons. You guys are the best. You are in that Discord. We know how great you are. We truly love interacting with you guys there. And you're just the best. What else can we say? We can also say our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answers to that burning question. What's the next big cocktail? But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. <laughs> that should be just oh fuck <laughs> I don't even know anymore what's the next big cocktail what's the next what's the next drink influencers uh. <laughs>